If you've never heard of the Carpellis Museum, you will today on Scribble. Welcome to Scribble, 30 minutes of conversation, comments, and reviews on reading and writing, editing, publishing, and selling books. I'm Rebecca Wee. And I'm Don Wooten. Margie Kane, co-director of the Carpellis Manuscript Museum, joins us today on Scribble. I don't think that's a very familiar name to most of the people in the community. The Carpellis Manuscript Museum? No, I think you're right. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Um, The Carpellis Museum is in Rock Island, and it is a document museum that was opened by the Carpellis family. Uh How long ago? Well, our specific location was opened in 2012, October 2012, which is actually 10 years ago. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. And, uh, but he has, uh, he had other museums around the country, didn't he? Yes, they um, opened actually 17 museums altogether. Um, The very first one was opened in 1983. Mm, For I take it he's got a bunch of manuscripts. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He actually has about a million documents, which is the largest privately owned collection in the world. Wow. Oh. Well, now, how does he divide this? Uh, I keep saying he, but he passed away, didn't he? He has passed away, yes, just this past January. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But uh, how can he supply 17 museums and... Uh, Do you keep bicycling things around? (laughs) We do exchange the manuscripts between the museums, yes. Uh And um, so we have different um, uh, exhibits at different times that are slowly rotated between the museums. So that way there's always something new to come and see. And how far flung are these different museums where... They are all across the United States. Yes, Santa Barbara, California, um, down in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, There's Buffalo, New York. um, Oh, my goodness. Duluth, Minnesota. I wonder how he picked Rock Island. Well, he does like the smaller metropolitan-type areas. And so he also is in real estate, and he loves to find old buildings that are not in good shape and that, you know, could be condemned, and he likes to take them and be able to restore them to their original beauty. Yeah, now, that used to be a Christian science mm-hmm. uh, church. or Yes. Yeah. It is a huge place. I yeah. Have you seen it? It's, uh, it's across from what used to be Lincoln School. Correct. On, uh, what is that, 7th Avenue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge building. Yeah. You know... When it was vacant, first vacant, the city asked me to look at it to see if the Genesius Guild could use it as a theater for winter productions. So I thought, holy mackerel, (laughs) you know, that is such a huge building. Mm -hmm. But to fill it, you need a parking lot uh, about, about a whole block. Yes. So I didn't see that it was practical. And I went upstairs, I thought, 
impressive congregational setting, yes, but not very good for theater. Mm-hmm. Do you use the upstairs at all? We have. We've actually had quite a number of things that we've done up there. We actually had a drama. Um, we have had... Well, so um, much for my judgment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've had um, numerous weddings. Um, we had a documentary done there as well. Um, and uh, we have a, a movie night. We've had a movie night. We actually have another movie night this Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So who keeps all this going? Uh, not just here, but across the country. Who's How many people are involved and... Yeah, where does the money come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Carpolis family does um, uh, fund most of the museum work. Um, they mm-hmm. also, there's donations, um, as well as some of the museums, you know, we have, uh, like, our weddings are on a donation basis, okay. you know, and, and events are on a donation basis. So people donate to be able to use the building for different purposes. So, um, you know, it's mostly the Carpolis family, though. Boy. That is interesting. Yes, it is. Uh, it, 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 take that one person's <clears throat> obsession, mania, whatever you want to call it. I oh, mean, it's a passion. All, all it's a love. <laughs> it is passion. <laughs> yeah, and a love. All these things, and then decides uh, not to put them in a vault, but to circulate them all around the yeah. country. <laughs> but uh, a manuscript museum... Uh, what exactly do people do? Do they they don't touch the manuscripts? Do they? No, they do not. They are in cases, so they come in and um, we share a little bit about the Carpolis family and about the museum a little bit when they come in, and then we um, show them a little bit about you know the rotating exhibit and explain what we have at the moment, and then we'll show them some of the permanent documents as well that um, stay at our museum um, all the time. And then uh, we let them go ahead and look around, and then we'll give them a tour of the building as well um, if they'd like to look at the building because a lot of people really do stop to see the building just as much as the museum. Um, And then we have different events as well. We have things for kids. We have little scavenger hunts that they learn about whatever exhibits that we have. Or we have a hands-on Saturday once a month where kids can come and learn about one of our documents. And then um, they also make usually a little project, a little craft that they can do and take home. So it's just a, a nice way to to bring history to life for children and just kind of boost their curiosity to go home and maybe research more and and learn more from, from the experiences that they have when they come. So you're talking about children now, but is it yes. all ages? All they, ages, they, yes. Okay. Adults love it yeah. <laughs> as well. Yes. So do you have pretty steady traffic? Um, we have some of our regulars. Okay. Um, it is hard for us to get out there because we are a nonprofit. We don't have a lot of money to yeah. just get out there, you know, as far as, you know, um, marketing ourselves. And so it's very hard for us to get out there. But um, we have all the time people, you know, I never knew this place was here. Sure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> They'll stop and it'll be like, yes, we'll tell your friends, <laughs> share us wherever, you know, let people know because it is, it's, that's a, that's the hard part is, it's I think. one of those secret jewels, you know, something yeah. that, mm-hmm. that well, it really is. my embarrassment when I was like, well, what are we going to have for a guest? I, what do we, wait a minute. I've never even asked about the Carpellis Museum. Yeah, and yeah. they're just a few blocks away. Right, <laughs> it is actually yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was high time we could hold of somebody. Well, find out about this. So how did you get involved with it? What brought you there? Well, I have a friend who was the first director. Oh, okay. That was there, and he actually called me and said, "You know, I'm I've got an, uh, another job, um, and I need somebody to work for morning." So I just came as a weekday morning hostess, oh, starting okay. out, and then as his job got to be full time, then he kind of you know, backed off and I worked the days and he did just all the big stuff. (laughs) He did the hard stuff, I say. Um, And then um, when he decided to leave, I became the, my husband and I became the co-directors. Oh my goodness. That's very good. So tell us what kind of manuscripts, what are the kids looking at? What are the, what, what's there? (laughs) Yeah, you know, you think, do you go cuneiform, hieroglyphs? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what else is there? When you say manuscript, boy, does that cover it does. a long, long period of time. It can, yes. And I've seen all types and um, documents of, of all time periods and, and of all types of people. And it's been, it's been neat to see. Um, uh, so what we have right now is our, our, we have our current exhibit that's on the state of Texas. And so it's actually, you know, just documents with Sam Houston. And some of these are from the, these are documents from the 1800s. Sure. Um, uh, there's a loan from, uh, from when Texas became a state and just different, just all just different types of things that you can see on that. But then there's a lot of permanent exhibits as well. We have a whole room that's an early communication room. And there are documents by Samuel F. B. Morse, mm-hmm. um, and so and actually his first ticker tape that he sent his first message, oh, um, "What hath God wrought?" And then he, um, uh, and then we actually have uh, several. Actually, I think it's twelve different antique telegraph telegraph machines and telephones oh. and um, so that's kind of neat for the kids as well as adults everybody enjoys going through and looking at all of those oh yeah so, so it's, it's more than manuscripts then it's almost any way that you communicate with in language yes yes yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you say that you have some that are permanent mm-hmm. what separates them i mean what's why did they become permanent to this place well it's there, they have permanent exhibits at all the all the museums, and so like there's a couple of them that are very, I don't know, special documents that the Carpolis family owns. Um, like one of them is the, um, it's a letter that the captain of the Carpathia wrote after he saved the people on the Titanic, oh. and he actually gives a full description of what happened that evening, as well as the people that he saved that night, a full count of it all. And so that's some one of the documents. So they put that in all the museums. So then the document that's in ours is a copy, but it's in all the it's in all the museums. So that um, um, because that's one of our special yeah. documents that people are really interested in and enjoy. So do you, do you have scholars come and look at these? Um, I know that we've had some history teachers in the area that have come. Yes, but. Not scholars to really study it out. <laughs> how do we? How do we beyond this? How do we spread the word? How do we help? But you know, it is there is a fascination with uh, objects that someone has touched in the past. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, 
uh, people collect things like that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to concentrate on manuscripts is different. Well, and especially when, when I think about it, I do. I think of um, script kind of, you know, the handwriting, mm-hmm. which is disappearing. They're not yes. teaching how to how to write longhand mm-hmm. now because everybody's on a keyboard or you know printing is good enough mm-hmm. so it becomes more and more fascinating i would think yes um, and it's interesting because we do have kids come and they're like we can't read the yeah, documents can't read that mm-hmm. no. yeah it's uh it is interesting i know i have a friend who still does hand lettering mm-hmm. bill hammond and he is uh, oh yeah he is super. I, hmm. I watch him work, and I think, how can you do that? That's calligraphy, right? Yes. You're thinking. When yeah. You see, yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, do you have uh, these, these documents exist in different languages? There have been that come in different languages, and a lot of times they'll have a card that'll be out that will explain what it's saying. Uh-huh. Translation. So, mm-hmm. to, right, yeah. it is translated. And, and, and who wrote it and, or something yes. like that. right. Uh, when... You know, I, I've been amazed at how museums move exhibits around. And uh, the little contact I've had that way, it is a very tetchy kind of thing. You have to be careful that no oh, damage yeah. is done. Right. Uh, you take out insurance. <laughs> and uh, <Yes. laughs> I remember walking into the Art Institute in Chicago for the first time. And in this big open lobby, there was a tomb, <laughs> a huge tomb. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. And I thought, next time I go back, I'll come to see this. And it was gone. Oh, yeah. I said, so, what happened? <laughs> so it's part of a traveling exhibit. A traveling <laughs> exhibit? Yeah. Something that big? <laughs> but I guess it does happen. Uh, moving manuscripts around has to be a little bit easier but uh, lighter you, weight. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> how do you handle those things? They are shipped, and they are insured when they are shipped. So, do they have yeah. to be in containers where the temperature is controlled and things like that? Or well, not? that is, is it... out of our control a little yeah, bit when yeah. it is shipped. But we are we do make sure that they're in very well sealed, airtight. Yes. Yeah. Um, things and they're in there tightly to where they won't move. Also, because you mm. don't want any. You know, movement, rubbing, right? Yes. Scraping. So everything is tight. Well, you have packed. to worry about humidity, but also light, mm-hmm. don't you? Yes. How do you handle that? Well, in the museum, we have special cases that uh, um, protect them from the UV light, mm-hmm. and um, and then we also have little gauges that we have to watch. Um, it's usually not a problem. In the summer and in the winter, it's usually the fall and the spring when the when the heat or the air aren't mm-hmm. on as much. So we just turn the fan on if the the uh, numbers. Now, when you are <clears throat> taking out a traveling exhibit and putting another one in, is that your job? It is my job. How does that, is that feel? Rec- is that is that <laughs> kind of magical is it it is actually it's yeah. ex, it's it's uh it's even hard to explain the feeling because like yeah. i've held documents by queens and yeah. um i held you know the book of the dead um which was on papyrus paper that mm-hmm. was actually it was falling apart you, it was kind of scary to even <laughs> move it but right. you know just different things like that that have come through that i've 
it's just been amazing. But, you know, when you, <clears throat> all right, you've got a traveling exhibit coming in. You've got this case with something in it that maybe it's going out. Uh, do you actually handle the manuscript? No, all the manuscripts are encased in special protective, I don't know, envelope. It's a plastic type. Uh -huh. And they stay in that? Yes, they there's... stay in that. They're okay. not touched. Mm -hmm. They're not touched with hands because um, actually the oils of our hands can yeah. decompose on um, paper as well. So we'd never actually touch the actual document. I'm thinking of even Augustana's special collections. You know, mm -hmm. you can't, you have to have gloves right. to, mm -hmm. and, and the temperature is a certain, students mm -hmm. are not allowed to bring their backpacks or anything in their pencils, you know, nothing can be in there. Mm -hmm. But everything's not encased, I don't think, the way you're describing, mm -hmm. maybe because it doesn't leave there. Um, oh. mm -hmm. That, I would think that'd be a rather dodgy thing to try to deal with manuscripts. It is true that uh, after after a few centuries, paper begins to be fragile. Correct. But I'll tell you, the mistake that many people are making, I don't know if I've touched on this before or not, but you get a computer salesman will come in and tell you, you can take all of these essential documents and transfer them into a computer, and then you can dispose of these documents. Oh, no, no. And there was one unit of government that lost everything <gasps> they had, no. all the way back to the beginning, early deeds and everything, mm. because they did that, and then, of course, the program failed. What a shame. Well, yeah. How? What? Uh, <laughs> it's got to be on paper. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, yes. paper lasts. It really mm -hmm. does. Right, and I know it's a pain to store it and stack it and keep right. it and preserve it, but if you are charged with keeping original land deeds, for example, mm -hmm. you don't want to mess with those. No. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> so I keep thinking about the the passion that drove the collecting of all of this, and then the showing of it. Are there stories? Like what? When did that? That you were calling it um, obsession, but sort of the – it's such a unique thing to be interested in and then to go look for or to, you know, try to accumulate. And it's uh, – there's so much, it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did, you, uh, did he ever come here? Did you ever meet him? No, we have, I've never met him. Mm -mm. Uh -huh. No, he never came to the Quad Cities, but – well, uh, he'd have to be quite a circuit rider to visit yes, them all. Yes, yes, since he had 17 of them, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the family now is supporting this. Is there any indication they're going to hang on? Well, that was the, always the big question. People always said, well, what will happen when David sure. and Marcia pass on? And I said, well, it wasn't just their collection. It was the family collection. It was a family hobby that they did together. They did. And okay. I always had the hopes that they would continue, and that is what they've decided. They have decided to continue it. They did um, uh, close up some of the museums, um, each one depending on the, you know, the building shape as well as as many other um, circumstances they had to really dig deep into each one and um, they've chosen to keep ours open which we're grateful for uh, when uh, <clears throat> talk about the museum what space in that building 
do the exhibits occupy? Is it the first floor only? It's only the first floor, correct. Like the very first area that you come into, it's like the foyer of a church is the area that the documents are. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when someone's having a wedding, you know, in another part of the building, do they pass through that? They do. So they see it? Yes. Oh, that's kind of wonderful. Yes, they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a big, uh, as I recall, there's a big room below the first floor. There is also you, a basement room, yes. That was uh, the great, Sunday school room for the children yeah. of the church, yes. But that's a great party room. <laughs> it is someday we're hoping to. We have um we're working with some boy scouts that'll possibly clean it out for us is our hopes oh, in nice. the future. So they'll clean it out and they're gonna they would paint the walls as well. So Yeah, that's a. Uh, that building is fascinating. Mm -hmm. It really is. I yes. remember going through it and thinking, well, here's a possibility, but here's an impossibility, mm -hmm. you know, to require changing stuff. Mm -hmm. And the dome of the place has to be maintained. Mm -hmm. So is maintenance a, a real problem? It is a problem. It's because there's always a lot of work to be done there. Yes, mm -hmm. we do have a maintenance man as well as my husband does a lot of the projects around the building right now as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you have a favorite piece, a favorite, um, mm. I or not? Or Yeah, well, actually, all of it's been exciting. Yeah. I would have to say, like, some of the favorite um, exhibits that came through were the Gutenberg Bible. Oh, yeah. That one came through, um, as well as um, the Charles Dickens. Dickens one was very neat. Oh, yeah. Um, just because, like... And, and see, like, each one, each of the exhibits that come through, there's, like, this little something in each one that's so special yeah. that makes it special. And so, like, with Charles Dickens, there was, like, he thought of this, one of his famous books, and I can't remember the book now, but he actually didn't have any paper. He just had this little scrap piece that was just a ripped piece of paper, and he wrote on it chapter one, chapter two, and a little tiny summary of each chapter so he oh, wouldn't okay. forget his idea yeah and somebody hung Kept on that. to that for all those years and so there you, you know you see sort of the first incarnation of, yeah, you know, of a story starting yeah and so just little things like that have just each each one there's just something that's special that you just i don't know it's, uh, but you talk about manuscripts does that include letters yes it does include letters mm-hmm like um, the letter you you were describing about, mm -hmm. dis how long was that? When I'm imagining writing about saving the people who he wrote very small, and it was tiny. two pages, just two pages. It is just two pages, My and goodness. it's just a summary of of you know the time that he got the call and how long it took him to get, to there, get there and where and what they, they went, found, what they found. Yep. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, mm -hmm. so you you have a. A variety from books, yes. from complete books, mm -hmm. to individual manuscripts, to mm -hmm. letters, yes. and even like this, what we would consider scraps. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And one of the, okay, so we did one also on the Wright brothers. Um, they had a lot of little letters and things from them. But then there was also a piece of the original flyer that Neil Armstrong had brought up to the moon with him and brought it back brought and the, the Carpolis family purchased that. So like there's oh. just these little <laughs> things you just cannot even imagine with each exhibit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, are are these things they're encased in, mm -hmm. 
so they're protected. Yes. Can you read some of them? Yes, you you are able to read them. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's and I've never been there. Yeah, now we have to get going and yes. we got to get I, it up. Yeah, it's. Uh, so, what are the hours and what for people who are interested? We are open um, Tuesdays through Fridays, ten thirty to three thirty, and Saturdays and Sundays, ten to four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you're. Do you have the address in your head? I do. Seven hundred twenty second Street in Rock Island. It just knocks me out that this wound up in Rock Island. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't it kind of wonderful? Well, I was thinking even Duluth, you know, it's a big place, but not a lot of folks go there, you know. Yes. He actually the... liked the smaller metropolitan areas because yeah. the large ones have so much. So much going on. Yes, that smaller museums didn't do well there at places like that. Hmm. They experimented in one city just to see what it would do and... Um, Chose the smaller metropolitan area. So well, it's it's certainly worth a trip because uh, you know, particularly if you're a reader, if if you're one who prizes books and so on. Uh, I worry that uh, of all my friends, only one writes letters and notes, hmm. and I think this yeah. used to be what people did. And furthermore, they not only write letters, but they write out a letter, look at it and think, okay, that's fine. Then they'd copy it, and they'd send the copy, or they'd keep the copy and send the original. <laughs> and that's why... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. To keep track of what you were sending yes. and where. Oh, wow. my goodness. So quite often when you run into a trove of letters from a copies. certain era... You get the letters that were sent and the responses. You get the full exchange of information. And think yes. of the time involved in that compared to how we send anything now. You know, yes. well, instantaneous you know, and so we're crazy. <laughs> we move too fast. We try to do too much stuff. And I say this is one who's been guilty of that yeah. most of his life. Yeah. You get in such a hurry that you're looking for shortcuts. And you think, why? Why don't I just live this life at a reasonable pace? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I someone I love the feeling of mm-hmm. ink on a page, yes. and I've always loved writing by hand, and I've got journals everywhere. <laughs> but I don't even really like going back and reading what I wrote. I, it was something about the process of doing it that Interesting. calmed me or did, mm-hmm. you know, and then I had kids and there was no time to ever, you know, I did kind of make the transition just for practicality's sake to just right. you know, send it on the computer. Yeah. I remember those uh, cursive mm-hmm. sessions I took when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah. Now when I write something, I can't read it. Well, <laughs> and we get older and you start shaking. Yeah. And it's oh, yeah. I think, what was I writing about? What is that word? Uh-huh. That doesn't look like anything I've ever seen. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, treasuring writing and treasuring manuscripts, yep. yes. that's a wonderful thing. And it's wonderful to have it here in Rock Island. Definitely. So I imagine you and your husband find this very fulfilling. It is very fulfilling, yes. But you'd like to have more people come, right? We definitely would. (laughs) Yes. Are you in the phone book? We are in the phone book. Mm -hmm. Okay. K-A-R-P-E-L-L-E-S. 
Carpellas? Carpellas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's here in Rock Island, 722nd Street. 22nd Street. You can't miss it. No. I mean, that is one <laughs> big building. And there's parking adjacent. Yes. Okay, so I said we'd tell you about the museum, and we have. Now it's up to you to go and see it and enjoy it. Yeah. Margie Kane, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it opening a new door for our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. And that'll do it for now. Uh, Rebecca, we and I have nothing better to do, so we'll be back here next week. And hope you will, too, for the next edition of Scribble. Scribble.